0: What is up, everyone? This is uh, co-host Luis Chavez, uh, just uh, coming to you of a preview of the episode that's coming out uh, today. Uh, It is with Ben Anderson, as always, and we do have a special guest. Uh, His name is Daniel Soto. Uh, He did run with uh, Ben Anderson in Iowa, same high school, a couple years younger than Ben. Uh, he went on to run at the University of Iowa, uh, he, where he has college PRs of 28-48 in a 10K and a thirteen fifty 5 uh, multiple-time All-Big Ten runner, uh, a lot of accolades, uh, and he goes on to run for Brooks Henson's professional team, uh, which just recently he got done, uh, probably last week, uh, got down pacing his teammate uh, for the halfway mark, at a 2 would have been two ten, which is roughly four fifty five, four fifty seven mile pace. Uh, this episode definitely comes out. It's a good one. Uh, hang, just hang in there with us as we had some uh, difficulties with Wi Fi. You gotta love it. Um, but yeah, uh, stay tuned. Just kind of listen to it. It's a pretty, pretty neat episode having a professional runner, um, and it's hopefully uh, you know kind of what you all will be seeing soon. So thank you guys. Stay tuned as always. Uh, we appreciate you and the support. Uh, and always, we always ask for faster reviews, like, share, subscribe, guys. And thank you so much. Bye, guys. Enjoy the episode. What's up, everyone? Episode thirteen here uh, with uh, Ben Anderson and a uh, special guest, uh, Daniel. Ben, what's up, everyone? Welcome
1: to a great episode. It's it's uh, going to be a fun, yes. a fun conversation for us today.
2: How's it going? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. We're all remotely. Fingers
0: crossed. Uh, everyone's Wi-Fi is working. Yeah, no,
1: no doubt. A little bit of trouble, but we should be. Able oh, to... no. So today we have uh, one of one of my good friends, uh, someone I, I consider to be uh, like a brother to myself. Uh, his name's Daniel Soto. He uh, currently does run for uh, Hanson Brooks, the professional team uh, college crack PRs. We've got to throw those out. Uh, of a uh, thirteen fifty five and twenty eight forty eight in the five k and ten k, is that still correct, Daniel?
2: Jeez, yeah,
1: yeah, still <laughs> correct. Okay, amazing. Uh, he was a, a multiple time mm-hmm. Ten runner on the track, scored scored many points for their team. Um, welcome on. We're we're excited to talk to you today.
2: yeah this is the best running podcast in the world so i'm excited to be here <laughs> clip it uh, you know yeah <laughs> what what an honor it is so yeah yeah i feel
0: like we uh ben and i were definitely just talking about it and like we need to get daniel as soon as possible um and then we'll get into it but yeah i feel like um after you pacing for chicago that was the best time to do it um and yeah uh, i'm excited i know i was telling ben yesterday like let's get this going i'll, I'll let ben just kind of take the reins on this episode and pretty much, you know, interview you.
2: Sweet. Yeah.
1: So obviously kind of the, I know a lot about, about your life, but like <laughs> in the creepiest ways possible, but uh, tell me kind of what started you with running. So I know obviously you were a huge soccer player growing up, um, but kind of what ultimately led you to running from a young age?
2: Yeah. Um, so I feel like a lot of runners kind of get started in the running sport, uh, from a different sport. So whether it be basketball, hockey, football, whatever it is, uh, for me, it was soccer. Uh, all of my friends from like elementary school days were all soccer buddies, uh, still, still homies with all, with a, a lot of them. Uh, and then as, Uh, you know, you kind of get to that high school age, you know, when you're younger, you can kind of do a little bit of everything, go to this soccer practice, then go here and and you can kind of do it all. Uh, And then, you know, as you just get further and further in any activity, you kind of have to specialize. And, uh, you know, my soccer coach was like, hey, you know, I think it'd be a good idea for you to like, get in better shape over the offseason. And my dad ran cross country and track in college. And so he was like, let's do some cross country uh and you know i got in shape which was great uh and then uh, my freshman year of high school i was actually because in i i unique uh i know a lot of states don't like this great but state, high school soccer is actually in the spring uh and so you best state in america baby usa <laughs> we love corn <laughs> um and uh I, ha- I was playing club soccer, which was, it's a little bit more competitive than high school soccer and the state championship for, uh, soccer was on the same exact morning as the state championship for uh, cross country. And so that was like the ultimate, you have to make a decision because you quite literally cannot be in two places at the same time. Uh, and running was just, it's, it's an addicting sport. You know, you start to find some success, especially at a young age. Uh, and it was new. It was kind of like a shiny new object for me. And I chose, uh, I chose to go to the state high school championships, uh, for the state cross country high school championships <clears throat> where none other than the Ben Anderson broke the state record. Yeah. State champion over there. And, uh, nice. then from that point on, it was just kind of like, I had made my choice and, and just stuck with it. It's awesome. Nice, nice,
0: nice. So
2: ben is a few years older than you, correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's got two years on me. Okay. I think that's what Ben was mentioning. Nice. So uh, when he broke the state championship, like the state record, what did you run that year?
2: Oh, good question. I want to say <clears throat> I was like 16 twenties for the 5k. Okay. Um, and I didn't by any means like set the world on fire. Uh, I remember I was like one of the top <clears throat> two or three freshmen in that race. Um, and uh that was kind of what like really ignited me was like oh wow i'm you know this freshman year i'm one of the top couple guys in the state uh in my class and we gotta uh, mention uh so, the, and i was the like right one. right behind some of the other freshmen
1: gotta mention the other one the uh the local which is here uh, oh, daniel Dana murphy. murphy obviously so uh <laughs> yeah. a lot of people yeah yeah oh a lot i of forgot
2: people, he's an okc guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of
1: people listen to this pod know uh daniel murphy so uh Obviously, you two uh, duked it out from uh, from a young age, so something that needs to be mentioned. Yeah, amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, Which is even funnier because then we go on to be teammates at the University of Iowa and roommates. And so, so yeah. It, you it, mentioned it, it, it always does.
1: You mentioned Love your it. dad. Um, can you kind of talk about how you know he helped make you the the runner you are? I know. I feel like that's something that even you and I. We've shared a lot of conversations, but uh, not something that you and I have talked a, a ton about. Can you talk about kind of how he inspired you, kind of what you've learned about from him through through running? Obviously, you're at a point where you've run a, a lot of miles now, but kind of what has he taught you and what have you learned from him uh, and his perspective throughout your running career?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, the biggest thing that he's always tried to instill in me is the life lessons that translate from running to just, you know, life in general life after running, Um, you know, the ability to compartmentalize and focus on like a task at hand is, is so crucial to your success with running, uh, as well as success in life outside of running. Uh, And so he has, he always has like good things to say, um, especially when I was like, just learning the sport. Uh, You know, I feel like a lot of times middle school coaches, uh, maybe like your freshman year of high school, you're you're just figuring it out. You have no idea what to do. Uh, And so just getting started in the sport, you know, when he's like, hey, like a little bit of advice, like don't go out super hard that first mile. Like, trust me, you'll be okay. Uh, it's just like stuff like that, that, um, you know, helped me kind of get the ball rolling early in the sport. Uh, and then he kind of transitioned from like giving me, you know, tips and uh, and tricks on how to be successful in the race and in training to just completely shifting to being as supportive as he can with whatever I do. Uh, you know, he's big into, you know, trusting the system, trusting your coaches, all that stuff. And so he really took a back back seat to uh, our high school coach, Tom Trigstead, um, that, you know, we're both, we're both still very close with, uh, and just kind of like let him do whatever. And, uh, and I feel like that was, you know, what I needed at the time was I definitely don't think I would be here if I had a dad that was like, you know, overarching, (laughs) Uh, going after uh, my training like looking at all of the miles I'm running and just being a little bit overbearing definitely would not would not be here if I had that type of situation so uh, and he ran at San Jose State uh back in the day uh back in the uh um, back when it was like Speed City um with uh, uh Thomas Smith, John Carlos and so he's got he's got some cool stories yeah bro he's old uh <laughs> he wasn't there right he wasn't there with them just a little bit after but uh, still, still kind of, kind of cool to be in that program, uh, especially with, you know, the history behind it.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, like I said, I, I feel like we've talked about it, but that was, that was awesome. So, um, cool. yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, so what has kind of kept you motivated throughout the years? So you've been running competitively now at really a high level since <laughs> you're probably 14, 15 years old and, uh you'll be 20, 26 next month. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so what has kind of kept you motivated, yeah, that's right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You just a puppy, but what has kind of kept you motivated? So how has your motivations changed from like high school to college? And then now to like the pro level, what has, has really kind of kept you motivated throughout the year and then the years and then how has that changed?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, uh, When you kind of first start to find success in this sport, the thing that really motivates you is, you know, at least for me, it's, you know, beating other people, being competitive, uh, you know, treating it like any other sport, like in basketball, you know, you, you want to, it's one V one, you want to beat the other guy. And, you know, that's kind of like the crux of it uh but I find that as you kind of like transition and you go throughout these various stages of the sport, um, while that might be why you started running that might be you know the the crux of the 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 beating heart of it is just like being competitive you have to be okay with finding success with just yourself you have to be okay with like getting to the starting line uh, when you're a freshman in college and getting you know almost last place in the race and still, having a successful day. Um, because as you kind of get to those next levels, like everyone just gets better and better and better. And if you aren't okay with your own personal success, um, you know, finding that improvement with yourself, if that's not enough for you, um, you're going to burn out pretty quick because, the reality of it is is that there are so there's always someone faster there's always going to be someone that comes up out of the college ranks or someone uh, you know a high school phenom that has better freaking prs than you do uh and so it's you, you have to be okay with um just finding that personal improvement and that's what's one of the really cool things about running is that it's so tangible you can be like oh I improved by 13 seconds this year. Like this is, this is exactly how much better I am. Uh, and not a, not a lot of other sports get that. Uh, and so I think that kind of like a combination of all those things is really what's kept me motivated throughout, throughout these, these years. Yeah. Especially at
0: that, uh, you know, type of level that you're running at. Uh, that's a lot of years from that uh, really burning out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice.
0: Daniel where um where are you living right now
2: uh, I'm in Rochester Hills, Michigan it's just like a northern uh, suburb of Detroit go Pistons nice. <laughs> we are a basketball podcast
1: uh, can you kind of touch on that though like a little bit more so uh, we I know we have a lot of like younger <laughs> listeners here that
0: we would do, kind of, yeah.
1: would love to hear kind of kind of finding yourself in your training. Um I think that's something that, you know, now we're much older uh and something you don't really necessarily look on look at when you are younger, but like kind of racing yourself and it's you versus you. So can you kind of touch on that a little bit more as to like how, you know, you got yeah. to to Iowa, you know, get to, to Hansons and, you know, you're you can always be a, a big fish, but there are much bigger fish out there. So how has that, how has that been difficult to deal with for oh, yeah. you or how has, or how have you, you know, in some ways uh, made yourself better because yeah. you changed your mentality?
2: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I, I think, oh no.
1: Oh, uh, Classic.
0: We may like some, have, I feel like right now we may have lost Daniel. We may have lost Daniel to a you know better I mean?
1: place. I do feel like, we though, been, team, it is
0: right now, you and I,
1: that's all right. I do feel like we need to continue to, to discuss a little bit more <coughs> Daniel. Um, so to kind of continue to touch on him, he was uh, one of my high school teammates. So yeah. he is t- two years younger than I am. Um, we both went to the University Here's of Iowa, so again, he's two years younger than I, I am. am. And then, um, and then he, uh, after college, went and is now running for for Hanson Brooks. So, uh, hopefully, we got Daniel back here, Daniel, to kind of continue. All right, I'm back. Love yes. to see. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm back to kind of continue <laughs> yeah, on everything so, here. Just yeah, I would um, just love to hear the motivation. Like, when we talk again. about like yeah so some of the younger runners I think um it's it's very easy to get so short sighted with things. Um, you know what's cool about our sport is that it's genuinely a sport that you can do for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and when you kind of start to view it in that context, um you know the the your freshman year of high school you know five k uh at like the conference meet or or whatever when you view it in the in the macro scheme of like lifetime running. It's it's okay to not have a great day. Um, It's okay to have a good day and maybe not a great day. Um, And I think that's like the where where you kind of have to find happiness with it is being okay with looking at things and saying, hey, like I'm fortunate because when my running career is over, I can still go out for a run. I can sign up for the Chicago Marathon and I can still try and improve. Whereas Once you're done playing in the NFL or once you're done playing, you know, in the NBA, like, yeah, you can go and you can play like pickup games, uh, but you're not going to have, you know, you're you're not going to be in the same competition as someone like Eliud Kipchoge, where like you can, like you can go and you can run the London Marathon in the same race as him. And so once you kind of come to terms with that and you start to look at like the long-term approach of things uh, it kind of takes a little bit of that pressure to a little bit of that pressure off to, to be so successful right away. Uh, And I think that's something that like our, our, uh, our high school coach really tried to instill in us is like, it's so much more beneficial to become a lifelong runner. uh, And you'll find way more success if you do things uh, to set yourself up for success later. Um, And that helps you find enjoyment in the sport. And then once you're enjoying the sport, then that success is going to come naturally because you're having fun with it. Vibes are good. uh, And then the, then everything else kind of takes care of itself.
1: Love it. That was a great answer. We, uh, we really appreciate it. So then what uh, obviously been talking about mentality here, what have been kind of major adjustments for you from high school to college, to professional, obviously talking about, uh, your mentality, but can you just kind of like touch on, you know, obviously increasing in miles, increasing in pace. Um, can you kind of just give us a little, maybe a little outline of, of how that has progressed from when you were a, a freshman in high school to where you are at now? And just, again, falling in love with that process.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think that like every time you go to a new a new step, like when you go from middle school to high school, high school to college, college to pro, your first year is just about like figuring it out. Um, you know, a lot of people will try and like step onto the scene their freshman year of high <laughs> school or the freshman year of college or their first year as a pro and like set the world on fire. And if you can do that, awesome. Like more power to you. Um, But, like, every time you make one of those steps, like, everyone is so much better at the next level. And the reality of it is is that most people are just not going to be able to do that. It just just takes time. Uh, And so you know, when you talk about like the, the transition, that's going to be the biggest part of it is I remember my freshman year of college, uh, we went to Notre Dame and, uh, we were racing and I felt like I was so fit. I felt like I was adapting well. I was like a freshman race at the world on fire. Uh, and we go out and Notre Dame is a super fast course. And we go out and the first mile was like 440 or something like that, maybe even faster. And I remember like feeling like I was sprinting, like I could not be running any faster than I'm running right now. And I like kind of check my right shoulder, check my left shoulder. I'm like, I'm in last place right now. Like there's no one. (laughs) And I was like, okay, so like, (laughs) this is, this is going to be an adjustment. This is, this is not like in high school where you can just kind of dictate everything. Uh, And the same kind of thing goes then, you know, you put in your time at college and then eventually you get to a point where you feel like you can kind of dictate some things in races. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're no longer going out there and feel like you're sprinting and you're in last place. Um, But then you go to the pro ranks and it just kind of resets. It's back to being the bottom of the totem pole, back to, uh, you know, going out in the race and being like, good God, like I'm just, I'm so in over my head uh, and dealing with like that, those types of thoughts. Um, But then it's just like, you know, sticking to the process, you know, trusting that uh, in due time, like your time will come. And uh, unless you're that 1% of uber talented people, then you're going to have to take your lumps. You're just, you're going to have to. Uh, So once you can digest all that, it makes the process much easier. Oh yeah, for sure. Do you uh, remember what time you had run at that race at all? Oh, God, no. At Joe, at Joe Piani <laughs> in Notre Dame? No, was, I don't. Uh, I remember I actually kind of rallied a little bit and ran not too bad. That was uh,
1: that was always one of those courses where, you know, you kind of really figured out who had – well, first of all, that you were a much smaller fish than than you ever thought you were, but then also – one of those courses that's so okay. flat that it just it becomes almost like
2: an all-out sprint. Yeah, those were the days. Uh, so Let's see here, twenty-five thirty-eight.
0: Okay, hey, that's not for bad.
2: Uh, for a five mile. Oh, 137th <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh jeez. One hundred and thirty-seventh place. Yeah. Looking back at it,
1: and now look at you. Now look at you. Um, so. Major. To kind of continue on this, I, I kind of put you on the spot here. So what are some of the most memorable workouts that you've done? Um, high school, college pro can be any, can be one of all three. What, what for you has, has been kind of those most memorable, uh, workouts of your life could be good, could be bad
2: um yeah i i so i guess i'll do like one of each uh in high school i remember this workout um well uh, there there are two workouts uh, once again again, am am i frozen
0: it's all right we lost we lost a man luis what is your
1: (laughs) most memorable workouts of your life
0: gosh um i would have to look them up but i mean we can talk about the workouts you and i did this week uh i mean we pretty much didn't be identical Workouts of uh, five by one miles, but um, outside of that, dude, I feel like the when it's marathon training at least, mm-hmm. we, uh I like to always go back to uh, it's like forty five total minutes of race pace and not faster than goal pace. Um, it's mm-hmm. what three ten minutes on and then a couple minutes. Of minutes off and three minutes sorry three times five minutes fifty minutes yes because it's three yeah. five and then five by ones. You know, you, see, exactly, you know exactly what workout I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's a good one. When it comes to marathon training, <laughs> <Appling> <laughs> so I feel like that's a good one. Um, if you do it at the right time. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's a good one. I always like to put in the uh, marathon blog. Do you think that
1: with marathon training, <clears throat> do you think that doing – kind of those longer extended efforts is more beneficial or do you think kind of breaking it up and segmenting it is more beneficial
0: oh boy i feel like longer segments would be a little bit better for the workouts i could be you know totally wrong daniel what's up
1: back like a vertebrae i I,
2: I am um okay best best workouts most memorable i'm gonna go two for high school one was the first workout i did with ben um and i was a freshman And or I was I was like fresh out of eighth grade coming in like this is like over the summer. And Ben is like, you know, he goes on to set the state record this year. So he's like, Mr. Legit. And uh (laughs) my dad, my dad was like, just go out and see like what you can do. Like, just like just go and see like just run with whoever. Like, just, you know, just have have a good time. And uh, we were doing mile repeats. And the first rep, I was like, I don't don't give a fuck. I'm just going to try and beat everyone here. And I like took it out on Ben. Like I literally took it out so hard on him. And I made I don't know how I don't know how far I made it. Six hundred meters, maybe on this like loop around this this lake. And I, mean, and I don't even know what my first rep was, but I got dropped by Ben. And he like finishes the rep and he like goes over to crochet and he's like, literally, like, I hate this kid. Like, I hate this kid. Like, he sucks. <laughs> so that was a funny workout. Oh, that's a great um, one. Yeah. And then there was another one in high school that I did. um, And it was a, I don't know where the motivation behind this was, but it was like, it was a super long workout. We bounced back and forth. So it was like every distance that you did, you did that distance twice. And then you also did that distance as a recovery. So we started at 2k. So you would go 2k hard and then 2k easy and then 2k hard and then 2k easy. And then then we went from 2k mile 800 400 200 100 and it was it ended up being like a 16 mile workout and i was in high school and i was like i like totally crushed it and me and my coach were like whoa like that was kind of crazy (laughs) um man college yeah it was so it was kind of stupid honestly it was pretty dumb it was in track (laughs) season two like we didn't really need to be doing all that for a two mile um (laughs) And, uh, I think we kind of just wanted to see where I was at, uh, in college, uh, you know, when I think about, uh, when I think about college workouts, honestly, like the, the gruesome ones are like the, the Sunday morning hungover long runs, at, you know, 8 AM, uh, in like, mm-hmm. in like negative 20 wind chill and those, uh, February, uh, winters. Yeah. Those are like the first ones that come to mind, um, uh, And then uh, uh, from the pro scene, um, one thing that we do here at Hanson's that I think a lot of people um, would from like just on paper would be very impressed by is the quality of our long runs. Uh, We really get after it, um, which is which is kind of a change. And I feel like that is a big adjustment and it's also a way to make a lot of gains is making yeah. that longer and really hard uh and we went down and uh, we'll go down to florida to train over the winters and uh so we spent a period of time here in, the, in michigan in the winter and uh you don't really know how fit you are when it's like really cold because you just mm-hmm. can't move that quick uh and then you go down to florida and it's like beautiful weather it's like perfect and you can really surprise yourself uh and we did a uh, we did a long run. Down there, that it was 16 miles, and I want to say that me and and Zach panning averaged like right around 5:13, um, and that was like. With, yeah, it it was with we did two cool down miles, so like two of those miles were just like pretty pretty slow, and then we like worked into it as well. Um, and then like later that week we came back and did a three by two mile workout uh, on the roads that um, had a couple like sub nines in there um Zach ran like something insane Zach was like his last mile was like sub 420 and we were just like <laughs> damn like <laughs> like this is what it takes I guess amazing. yeah God, amazing those yeah. are fun do you prefer
1: the roads or the track? is that something that's changed over the years for you or, um, obviously don't do a ton of road races when you're yeah. in high school, but what, uh, what do you prefer now? Do you prefer one that's, you prefer them differently when you're doing a
2: workout versus a race? Yeah. Uh, I think that the track has a certain amount of intensity that you can't replicate anywhere else. There's yeah. something about like, just the the mind numbing, screams of the crowd that's like right on top of you and it's also cool because on the track the crowd gets to watch the entire race play out um so there's like that intensity that you don't really get anywhere else which is very addicting um but what you don't have is the community aspect so like the chicago marathon you know they had forty two thousand people there and it you know there were so many people that are that are going to be running are going to be bringing their family that they don't really care about. You know, Americans running two ten or faster, um, but fuck it, they'll ring their cowbell and they'll <laughs> scream for you when you go by. Right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's been really cool to like see that transition. Um, there's also a lot more because of that aspect. You know, you got forty two thousand people. Um, there's a lot more sponsorship money that goes into some road races so you kind of get some like nicer treatment there's a lot of like really cool perks with road running um they treat pros really well because they have that economic engine of 42,000 people spending money on their race that you don't get with you know just like a 10k track uh so i've definitely come to appreciate road racing a little bit um it's kind of like cross country where uh you know you it's equally about how fit and fast you are as it is about how tough you are. Um, and I feel like that for a lot of people is kind of scary, but it's also kind of fun. It's it's also the
1: thing I'm, I'm sure you're meaning this as well, but like also the thing of cross country and roads where like, you don't really sometimes know where you are in the race if you don't want to, but on the track, I personally mm-hmm. think it's very hard to zone out. Uh, and that's what I think makes the track so yeah, I think you kind of hit on it at the beginning, makes the track so um stimulating is like it's just such a mental challenge on the track, but you can run, you know, the fastest times of your life. Um and all tracks yeah. are the same. Yeah. So absolutely. there's nothing that's you know, you run mm-hmm. a thirteen thirty here, it's a thirteen thirty on any track, pretty much anywhere else. Uh that's a that's a good segment though. You obviously talk about yeah. Chicago, so uh, you paste
0: Chicago. we may have lost Daniel again oh well that's all right he looks great so for those of us that hey but um when he when he gets back on I'm gonna ask him what his favorite shoe he trains in not racing shoe but his daily trainer oh he's back on maybe maybe I'm curious hey, what has- uh Brooks shoe he runs in so if I remember correctly since we were
1: kids he's he's been a he's been a glycerin guy uh so when i didn't even know of gotcha. brooks you know i or didn't care as much i was yeah. a nike guy for a long time as well uh he was running brooks from a right, young, right, right. young age
0: now you're an a6 guy
1: i i am big big a6 shout out uh the gt2000 uh <laughs> for those that don't know this will be something we'll kind of try and touch on here in a few minutes uh daniel was at Yes, yeah, yeah, kind of said the Chicago Marathon this weekend. Um, he was pacing one of his teammates, who uh, ultimately was second American. Uh, he said his name a few moments yep. ago as Zach. Yep, just mentioned uh, that. Yes, yeah, so second American. He ran two hundred nine thirty ish, two hundred nine twenty six, I think, in his uh, marathon debut. Yes, yeah, I believe that the yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so just about a minute behind um, behind Connor Mance, which is uh, insane. Connor Manns, Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, he paced that teammate, I believe, for a while as well as some other teammates. And, you know, I – what is that? Is that some five-minute pace, Luis?
0: Is it – is that sub Pretty uh, it would close? have to be. Which is – yeah, totally. I bet is. it's like – we can ask him, but I bet it's like a 4.55 pace. Which is
1: just insane this is, this is to, to even think about. There's so, Daniel. So, Daniel, we – Luis has a question for you, and then ultimately we want you to, to yeah. kind of touch on Chicago. <clears throat>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Super quickly. Um, so you're with Hanson's, you Brooks. What's your uh, go-to trainer? What's your go-to shoe to just run in? Not racing shoe,
2: but shoe. Yeah. Uh, Brooks Glycerin. twenty. The <laughs> 20, though. The 20. I don't ben know was if right. you've... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you tried on the, the 20?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I work at a running store, so we definitely do a, yeah. a lot of business with Brooks. Um, And the 20 uh-huh. definitely feels way better. Than like the 19. Um, yeah. so I can see why you like the 20, but yeah, Ben called it. I was
1: telling, yeah, I was the, telling the ghost him, is... I, I was just saying, I was telling right. him like I 12 years ago, whatever it was, you know, you'd show up to practice in these clunky looking shoes and it's, you know, the glycerin eight or something like that at the time. Um, so yeah, dude. Neon I, orange I, I think we, uh, we may have lost him again. Um. Thank We're yeah. almost done. We're in the home stretch. We'll get we'll get what we need answers wise here. Um. Yes. The new glyster though is a. I mean, we both talked about it. It's definitely a, a much nicer update than previous versions. Oh, hands down. Yeah. It seems to uh, just fit more types of, of feet better.
2: Am I still? Am I still not here? I mean, I think, hey,
1: people love Brooks. No doubt. Um, Luis, what what do you prefer? Do you do you like doing workouts? I obviously, did a track workout today. Uh, do you like? I, obviously, I'm gonna guess you're a roads guy, but do you like to do uh, workouts on one versus the other?
0: Uh, yeah, dude. Good good question. Um, I feel like now that we're training for like Houston, I like to keep hitting the track more. Um, but if not, uh, definitely we'll hit the roads up. But I'm not lenient to one or the other one. Um, I think it's just kind of mentally, you know, I feel like I have to do some solid workouts on the road um, Mm -hmm. just to be mentally ready for a half marathon or the full marathon or, you know, like hill repeats. You can't do on the track. Um, But I I, I lean towards more towards the road, um, even though I've been hitting the track track. uh, recently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I
1: know. All right. There's Daniel. Don't stray too far away from the track. Daniel, give us your, uh, Give us your Chicago experience. That's I, I think that's the main thing we'd, we'd like to touch on, kind of to to head towards the straightaway here. What um, what was the Chicago experience
2: like? Yeah, you know it was crazy. Real experience. Uh huh. Massive and so it was like it was like. You beat it.
1: Where? So. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Uh. You. Uh. That's okay. You got go to sp- go with the hot. You got to go with the hotspot method, man. It's the only way that I'm making it through this. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm on a, a hotspot. I I transitioned <laughs> to mobile. So now. Ah. Uh-huh. Ah. Uh-huh.
1: Can, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can yes, hear you way yes. uh, We okay, heard nothing cool. you said about Chicago, so please enlighten us about your experience. Yes.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was, uh I was the uh, the pacer for, uh, for the two ten group, um, and so me and my teammate Alec, uh, we were just you know trying to rip off as many four fifty sevens as we could, set those oh, boys on God. the flare. Uh and it was <clears> it was so cool. Um, You know, just the entire process of going through what it's like being an elite athlete at a world marathon uh, major—it's kind of exhausting because you know you got to show up, you got to—you have the tech meeting, you've got you know all this stuff, the registration, you've got the meeting with the coaches and athletes to determine like pace, and so there's a lot to do, and so getting that experience, going through that process without actually having to do the race, uh, invaluable, genuinely. Uh, and spin like, in terms of the actual race, I mean, there's just something about, like, those world marathon majors that are, they just take everything to another level. Uh, you know, you, I, I did, I ran half the, um, I ran half, and uh, there wasn't a single time in the race where there weren't people that were just going absolutely crazy for us. Uh, there was like a couple of stretches where, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would like come around the corner and all of a sudden you just get hit with like this massive wall of people. And, you know, when you're running and you're racing, you've got like your internal monologue that's like, you know, trying to, uh, you know, focus on the mechanics and stuff like that. And, uh, just like talking to yourself. And it was so loud that like, you couldn't even hear your own like inner monologue. You're just so absorbed. You're so taken back by just the amount of noise and people right on top of you. Um, and they have no clue what you're doing. Like they have no idea. No. Like yeah. you know what I mean. They're just like, honestly, they probably think that we suck because we're like <laughs> we're like minutes behind the the leaders, and they're like, oh, like these are just you know like good try. And uh, but uh, so we had a we had a great group of Americans, which is really special as well. Um, you know, all about developing American distance running here, and uh, we had Zach Panning, who is my teammate, ended up. Uh, being the second American, he like kind yeah. of, he like won that pack that we were pacing. Uh, he ran uh, twenty eight, which is just like nauseating. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like so not surprising um, seeing what he does every day. And uh, it was cool to, you know, look over the shoulder, see him there. Um, and then there were some other Americans that were in there. Matt McDonald had a great yeah. day as well. Um, another sub 210 guy. Uh, and then there was uh, Clayton Young, yeah, uh, Nico Montez, all those guys that were right there. Um, you know, they all have <laughs> great days, and it's cool to kind of like have a piece of that. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully, I take that experience and run with it for uh, whenever I do tackle the marathon.
1: We kind of had hopefully touched soon.
2: on we kind of yeah, had boy. touched on
1: Zach uh, the other day. Remind me, he he was a. A D two or D three athlete is that right?
2: Yeah, he was D two, D two. Yeah, yeah. Incre- the JV Incredible. of NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a joke
1: to me. Please, hammer down. Um,
2: <laughs> I don't mean that.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple things, I guess we with wrapping up here. Uh, are you still kind of? pursuing some, some, uh, coaching of some athletes at all?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's been primarily like word of mouth based, uh, um, you know, Oh, I'm coaching this person. They've got a friend. Like, can you coach them as well? Uh, people training together for some stuff. Um, and what's been really cool is that they are not, None of the people that I've that I've been coaching thus far are super um, like competitive with it. Uh, a lot of it is like people just doing it for the enjoyment of doing it. Uh, you know, just trying to finish a half marathon, stuff like that. Uh, and so that's been really cool to kind of like see their progression. Um, kind of talk to them about where they're at with running because uh, even though I may be faster uh, and have had more uh accolades in the sport that doesn't invalidate their experience and their relationship with running and i feel like that insight is still very beneficial to people that are um you know and maybe a little bit more accomplished um you know it kind of helps you stay stay rooted in you know why you started it uh why uh when and why you keep doing it so it's been it's been great
1: awesome we love it we had to make sure you got the plug in there Anyone who needs some uh, some yeah, coaching, no matter what level you are, are. hit up hit up Daniel. Um, yeah,
0: so for sure. he's the guy of, from the Midwest. Yeah. yeah,
1: so I think the the last thing that I, I completely whipped on because I didn't put it in my notes is uh, I I know this isn't a sports podcast outside of much running, but um, we we'd love so Daniel is a, a very large Dodgers fan. Um, boo Dodgers for, for all of you listening, I'm sure you'd agree, but, uh, give us your, uh, your <laughs> breakdown, of, give us your breakdown of, uh, of their, their, uh, attempt at winning the series this year.
2: Yeah, man. Um, well, we, we played last night, um, and, uh, we played, we got that, we got that crosstown rivalry, uh, right now, um, with the Padres. And so, You know, I feel pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I uh, I spent the entire past two weekends at uh, track meet or at uh, at road races at Chicago, and then before that, I was at the U.S. 10 mile championships. And there are some people in the in the pro running scene that are big Padres fans, uh, and so I was watching all of them walk around in their freaking Padres gear, and it was just like just uh, ramping me up. um, But I think we're gonna. I mean, we. I'm not gonna lie. I thought the Mets were gonna were gonna beat the Padres, and I was a little bit scared of the Mets because they got that one-two with Scherzer and Degrom, and you just never know in those short series when you have that kind of punch. Um, mm-hmm. But they got knocked off. I was a little afraid of the Cardinals as well, and they got knocked off. The Braves are going to be a juggernaut. I think that the Braves are going to beat the Phillies, um, and then obviously we got to take care of the Padres, and then at that point, like the AL is pretty booty. Uh, I'm not really scared of the Yankees. I'm not really scared. I'm not. Really, and if it's, I hope it's the Astros. Like that's the biggest thing. Like I, I hope it's the Astros because Revenge. if it's Astros, Dodgers, like we're not losing. There's just there's no way that we're gonna lose that. If there is any sort of baseball god, then we're gonna we're gonna win the series. So I feel pretty good.
0: Love it. Confident.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for talking to I us think- today.
0: Daniel, yeah, we appreciate it. That was that was fun, even for me.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate you guys bearing with uh bearing with me on the uh the Wi-Fi issues. Um, but yeah, honestly, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for having me on. I uh I really do appreciate. It. It's it been a been a good time. You know, bring bring up some old memories of when I used to try and bury Ben in workouts. That's okay. <laughs> uh, the
0: keyword was cry.
2: Yeah, I failed uh, I, miserably.
1: <clears throat> it's the age difference. That's all it was. He'd kill me now. But thank
0: you again. We'll uh, we'll be in touch with you
2: soon, buddy. I don't know. All right. I appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir, Daniel. Thank you. Um, and, then, yeah, before we wrap it up, uh, I know you got to go. Uh, but, yeah, signing off. Uh, thank you, everyone, listening to it, for the all just staying on here while we were having issues. Um, again, just leave five-star reviews, subscribe, like, anything. Um, and hopefully you guys all enjoy this episode. Um, I know I did. Ben did. Daniel, thank you again. And uh, hopefully, I get to meet you in person soon uh, after, you know, Ben talking you up a lot recently. So, yes, thank you, for Daniel. Ben, thank you guys. You guys have a great day, everyone. The Hawks.